I'm Dawn Durham and welcome to Patent Pod. Engaging families in the learning and development of children is crucial. We know the evidence suggests that children, no matter the income or background, tend to do better in school, stay in school longer, and like school more when we actively engage families. Joining us today on Patent Pod is Sarah Holland, Special Assistant to the Deputy Secretary, Office of Child Development and Early Learning. Thanks, Sarah, so much for joining us today. Welcome to Patent Pod. Thanks so much for inviting me. I want to just talk briefly here. The Pennsylvania has established the Family Engagement Framework. And really the purpose of, and, and help me out here if I'm wrong, is really to create a foundation around um, shared language, implementation of effective practices, and really building a family engagement kind of continuum for our families um, across educational lifespans. So if you could just briefly share what all is included in this framework, and then we'll kind of dig into why it's such a powerful tool. So let's start with just what's involved in it. Sure, so I'd like to say the meat of the framework is our set of foundational practices as well as our six standard statements. With those standard statements also comes a cadre of supportive practices, which really is really serves as our idea bank, for lack of a better word. Those practices that we've gathered from folks across Pennsylvania um, that participated in the development of the framework that really give um, life to what these standards look like um, within our learning communities. So I like that idea bank of practices. And we talked about you know effective practices that we know are going to have an impact on student learning. And you alluded to this, but I just wanna kinda highlight this for another moment here. With this framework is such a wealth of information. And as you had shared, you know there were folks involved in the development and the creation of this framework. If you could share who were these people? How was this developed? Because I think that might give some insight into the power of this tool that we can use in Pennsylvania. Well, first I want to acknowledge that the conversation around family engagement in Pennsylvania and across our nation started long before, decades before we developed this framework and before this particular project and work started. So first I really want to acknowledge that. Um, but this particular project started several years ago with an organization called CCSSO, we love our acronyms, and that is the Council of Chief State School Officers, which is a national organization of folks that lead state departments of education across the nation. So this organization really wanted to focus on family engagement and wanted to really move the needle around what family engagement practices were across our nation. So they invited a cadre of states. Pennsylvania was one of those first states that was invited to participate in this project. They brought us together. They offered us a lot of technical assistance from a variety of organizations. So a few of them are um, the National Association for Family, School, and Community Engagement, or NAFSPE, 
the Poli Policy Equity Center. They were our two te uh, primary technical assistants on this grant, but also a wide variety of other um, of other stakeholders, such as the Campaign for Grade Level Reading, the Mid-Atlantic Equity Consortium um, that we're also doing some other work with, continue to do work with. So a variety of folks were involved in this project, as well as a variety of states. So they charged Pennsylvania with creating a framework. So what they said is you need to get a group of folks together that are passionate about family engagement, and we want you to create a framework for family engagement that covers um, birth, young kids, all the way through grade 12. So that really was the driver for us to do this work. So the who was involved, in addition to these folks that were behind us, cheering us on, supporting us, providing us resources, were a really amazing, dedicated group of folks in Pennsylvania. So we had family leaders, um, family leaders that uh, were also part of organizations, but also family leaders, um, just like some of you at home, um, that their expertise was in raising their children and um, being partners with their kids' educators. We also had some folks from the Department of Education, um, as well as other stakeholders, community leaders. We had some teachers, some early childhood folks, some administrators, um, so a real wide range of people. There were over 100 people involved in the coalition that helped us create this framework. And of those 100 people, we had about between 40 and 50 folks that really helped us with the writing. So I really do consider this document something that was co-created by both folks internally within the Office of Child Development and Early Learning and um, the Office of Second uh, OESE, the Office of Elementary and Secondary Education, but also our external stakeholders. So I think you are absolutely correct that so much of the power of this document really is in those voices that went into it. You know, Sarah, I'm so glad that you kind of took a minute to go back and look at the conversation that's been going on for quite some time, right? Family engagement is not a new concept for us. We've been having this conversation for decades. We know the impact. And I'm glad you mentioned the co-creation of this family engagement framework because as you, it's, it's a collaborative effort. I mean, you, you mentioned some really pretty big hitters here, right? Some national folks, national organizations, um, folks from our Department of Education, teachers, administrators. And I got a little bit of goosebumps, some chills when you talked about family leader, leaders and families, family members who are doing the day-to-day -day raising of their children um, and really trying to work towards ensuring success throughout their entire educational career. And you talked about this framework goes from birth to grade 12. So I really do appreciate kind of having the history and really seeing where we started and where we're ending up with this framework. So thank you for that. And I kind of want to move here thinking about, so we said the power of this tool and that it's a co-creation um, from all these, these key stakeholders. Who's the audience then? Who is the individual or, or groups of individuals who this framework is intended for, for us to get our biggest bang for our buck, if you will? Great question. So the audience for the particular document framework that we're talking about today is, um, we defined it as learning communities, which um, 
we kind of made up that term. Um, so learning communities are the places and spaces where kids learn from the time that they're very little <laughs> until um, they, they are um, graduating and going on to um, college and career in community. So think about schools, which would include our charter schools, for example, as well as our early learning programs. So the framework really was designed as a tool for the professionals that are seeking to deepen, explore, strengthen their family engagement practices. We do want to note we also have a companion document that was developed for families. Um, so I just want folks to know that that is also available, but the particular framework, the first document that we're talking about today, the primary audience really is those professionals, those folks that work within learning communities across lots of different roles, um, but that have a part to play in developing those partnerships with families. You know, when we say learning communities, and I like that term, so I'm super excited that you made that up. That's perfect for what we're talking about, right? A learning community is any environment in which we're educating students, in which we're educating children. And we talked about from those early learning years all the way up through graduation. And I will just kind of pause to say that companion document for families is something we certainly um, should be looking at as well. So thanks for bringing that up. So just to kind of think through this, we talked about the co-creation of this family engagement framework. We talked about the power of the organizations and the individuals behind the co-creation of this document. That um, it is this particular document is intended for the professionals to use in those learning communities. So then how do we effectively utilize this tool? If I am a professional in one of these learning communities, how do I go about using this to really make an impact for students in regards to family engagement? Can you help me kind of guide us a little bit there? Sure. Well, I think the first step is really just to get acclimated in what's in there. So I talked a little bit about what was um, in, involved or what is included in, in the framework. What I will say is, you know, the framework is 50-ish um, pages long. I'm not going to um, be held to an exact number. So it is a large document, and we do understand that it, it may seem overwhelming to some folks. Mm -hmm. But we really did create the document so that folks can kind of come in and out of it in places that make sense. So a few things that I would say is start with a table of contents, <laughs> you know, just like you would any good reference tool, um, which is what I sort of think of it as, as the way folks should, should use it. It's not a novel. It's meant to be referenced. So look at the table of contents. I really, as I had said earlier, the meat of the document really is around those foundational practices and standards. So after sort of reviewing the table of contents, looking at some of those introductory pieces, really where folks should be focusing on are those foundational practices and standards. As part of both the foundational practices and standards, you will see on, on the pages, we have a set of what we call essential questions, which really are just a, question, just a few questions for folks to think about as they're thinking about their family engagement practices. So what I would say is look at the foundational practices, look at the standards, and then ask, 
yourself and then think about who are the other people that need to be involved in this conversation. These few, few essential questions around your practices currently around family engagement. So are your practices currently culturally responsible and equitable? Mm -hmm. Culturally not responsible, culturally responsive, excuse me, and equitable. Are your practices currently leveraging the expertise, knowledge, wisdom of families and your community partners? Do you have an intentional approach to family engagement and is it relationship-based? So again, think about, you know, broadly, what do you do to engage families within your learning communities and how intentional are you on those efforts? And are those efforts really about building those partnerships between families and school? And when you think about the, those partnerships, those things that, are, that you're doing, I would encourage our learning communities to then look back at the foundational practices and standards and really see, are they linked? And perhaps are there some standards that as a community you're really strong in, but maybe you've realized, you know, we do a lot of work around, for example, connecting families to community resources. But when we really think about what we do, maybe we're not doing as much about really um, strengthening and helping families build those family to family connections. For example, each community is going to be different. So we also ask, that communities really use this as a way to sort of self-assess, self self-reflect upon their own practices and where they may be strong and where they might um, want to put some additional intentional effort. And again, like any other plan or any other thing that you do, we really encourage folks to think about how will you know if it's working? Um, what does success look like? Um, how would you measure it? So the, I also think in addition to the foundational practices and the standards, those essential questions that are listed can also help people guide conversations. You know, Sarah, I'm so glad that we kind of stopped for a minute to talk about how do we use the family engagement framework. We have so many valuable tools that are put out by wonderful organizations, but we're not really sure of how to approach them and how to use them. So I really appreciate those essential questions because it allows us to be, as you had said, kind of self-reflective, very transparent in answering those questions that we can look through those foundational practices and the standards to determine where might we need to strengthen up, enhance, refine what we're doing. And as you had mentioned, this is really a document, this framework is meant to kind of go in and out of as a reference tool. So I'm, I'm so glad that we had the opportunity to kind of just pause for a minute and make sure that those professionals in the learning communities really knew how to utilize this effective tool to the best of their ability. So thanks for, for doing that. Sarah, I have to say, again, as you had mentioned, the history of family engagement. We talk about family engagement so much, but we I'm not sure we've always paused to say, well, how are we doing that? What's currently happening? How do we refine and enhance those practices? So I'm so um, pleased that you were able to join Pat and Pod to share the family engagement framework used in the professional by professionals in those learning communities. Thank you so much for joining Pat and Pod. We're so appreciative that you uh, could take some time out of your day to join us. Thank you so much for inviting me. Thank you to all of you in the field. You are truly an inspiration to us all. A special thank you to John Radsdale for producing this podcast. We'll see you next time on Patent Pod.